The Clueless Joe podcast is recorded at DBAT Nashville and brought to you by Rawlings, the nation's leading baseball and softball training academy franchise and the world's top baseball and softball brand have teamed up to create an exciting new partnership. DBAT, powered by Rawlings, the official ball, glove, and helmet of Major League Baseball. To learn more, go to Rawlings.com or visit your local DBAT. Say hey, baseball fans. Welcome to the Clueless Joe podcast, powered by Rawlings, episode 10. We've reached double digits, so I think wow. we've officially arrived. Oh, come on. Coming from D-Bat Nashville, the premier baseball and softball batting cage and training academy in Middle Tennessee. Maybe the world, who knows? Whoa. Developing beliefs, Ooh. attitudes, and traditions, music city style. You can follow us on social media across all platforms at D-Bat Nashville. I'm your host, John Christ. I'm here with my crew, former DeSoto Central Jaguar, Zach Streitenthal. Roll Jags, baby. Former Crane Lutheran Saint, Ryan Gaynor. Go Saints. And former hard thrower, Sam Bragg. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a bummer Sorry, love, love. <laughs> Coming up later in the show We'll be joined by Toronto Blue Jays Minor league catcher Phil Clark Who's from Nashville and also played here locally At Vanderbilt But we're going to begin with some baseball lingo That admittedly I just became Familiar with a day or two ago I wash According to everyone's favorite resource On slang, the Urban Dictionary Eyewash is defined as, quote, a descriptive term used to describe someone whose presence has no meaningful relevance in a given situation, <laughs> unquote. <laughs> in baseball, it typically refers to what we might call fake hustle. So, you know, the left fielder who sprints out to his position in the top of the first inning because he knows all the scouts are watching, stuff like that. Again, this is not my area. Was that a dig at Sammy Sosa? But let's start. He so. was a right fielder, That's but yes. True. So let's start here. Uh, you boys are definitely more new school than I am, but what are some of the most egregious forms of eyewash in today's game? John, Zach, do you want to start us off on this one? They're yeah. so excited. Real quick, um, Zach, before you start, John, okay. I want to say good job on talking into the mic this week. Thank you. Yes, last week was bad. It was on me. I get it. We got it pointed <laughs> the right direction. Fair enough. I guess I'll start with the main one. Um, just with like just the overall flair. Like there's flair, and then there's too much flair. Um, Rick Flair. Yeah. So like if you, so like this, I'm not going to say this is Bryce Harper, but if you look at Bryce Harper and like when he was in Juco with the eye black streaks going down to his chin, the eight wristbands and tape up to his elbows. If you take that and put it on somebody else, who's that's not, not Bryce, Bryce Harper. Oh, dude. <laughs> Bryce Harper was, that is eyewash. The Bryce definition Harper definition of eyewash up until like his MVP season. He his, first, his first one. He, he was, backed it he up. Was, he was in the bigs at like, what, 19 or 20? Uh, yeah, it was still eyewash. 20, I he think. Still, still was eyewash. But he backed it up, though. That's my thing. Is Dude, If you no, dress like that, you're no, covering up for how you're, you're actually there's playing. There's no backing up doing something that's useless. I mean, yeah. that it was, it, was, it was egregious, I will say that. Like even, So as far as eyewash goes, because I'm sort of new to this, is it's like, 
It doesn't matter if you back it up or not. You don't need to wear eye black. You don't down to your chin. Wearing eye black covering your entire face is not going to make you a better baseball player. That's true. Yeah, true. No, absolutely. It, 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 okay, yeah. I, so regardless I of it if is, you it were is good definitely or not, eye wash, but he he he's get a he's got a little bit of a leeway when it comes to that because he, he's look, that good. No, but look at him now. He has more swag now and he's That's not true. anything like he was. But back that then. that again, he started that that whole era, I think, of of kids doing that that eye black and the entire Tennessee team now looks like that. It's awful. Mm-hmm. They it's still such do a that. Bad oh look. yeah. They had a couple guys in Tennessee See, last season that looked like full on raccoons. I, I will I will start and preface and say that High school and college is where you see the most eyewash. Hundred percent. And oh yeah, that's give me some more examples here. Okay, go ahead. We can like. Well, let me get your let me get your opinion on this one. So Juan Soto when he takes a strike and he grabs his crotch and eyewash, stupid, right? It's stuff like that. Yeah, that's terrible. Why do you need to do that? Why do you need to do that? Strictly for show. And yeah, that's that's a that's a great what example. What a loser! I, <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like it's like wearing all the armbands and the arm sleeves. Oh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, but again, it's it's you tough. don't you don't have to have every part of your body. Dude, the evil. Oh, Ronald Acuna, don't get me started. Like, is one of the big ones too. Now, when it takes you after taking a walk a minute. To get your stuff off like and drop Miguel it on video. home plate. Have you He's seen your average first base coach this, these days? <laughs> With how much stuff he has to carry Full back to the It's armor. ridiculous. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. People, yeah, Domingo Allo. He's like the full arm the catcher's gear on the plate. At the carousel at the airport. <laughs> it is preposterous. Uh, uh, yeah. Sam, go ahead. What's I mean, the top? Well, a top. I, I, I've, got, I've got a like. We've got I have, good yeah, so I have yeah, a few as well. But like one for me is like there was always one. It was always Sunday. Sunday no run day. Okay, <laughs> love it. Where, where's this at? Is this this was in the minor leagues? Okay, you you see far less eyewash, but like stuff like this, like people are always like, "Come on, man!" Yeah. Like you have the one day off of the week where you don't have to do anything, and you go out there and you're like, you know, you're killing yourself out there running. You're right. like, that's eyewash. Right. Is like there... you're not doing. You're not truly doing it to. Better yourself. You're doing it. So the dude people, out there, just coaches, so people the coaches can see you. You'll be known as the guy that works harder yeah, than yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, yeah, yeah. else. Yep. And oh, by you the know? way, the GM's in town that weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's all. Oh gosh. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. T- <laughs> so it's so miserable. Like, Let me go back to the Soto thing real quick. It gets all over social media, and MLB plays it up because he looks cool doing it. Apparently, but <laughs> looks. Like what does he? What if it was Trace Thompson? Would he be laughed out of the clubhouse? He'd be turning on Twitter after the game. For all the wrong yeah. reasons? Yep. As I'm saying, if you saw a college player doing it, you'd be like, this guy. Yeah, you'd look dumb, yeah. Yeah, you'd look... It's, it's the same thing as, like, I mean... That's, we, what, I'm, we, that's what, I, what goes back to Bryce Harper. Like, you put whatever Bryce Harper dressed as when he was in JUCO, and you put that on another, like, just a scrub, you're like, dude, you're... Like, that's a yeah, bad you're lame. look. Yeah, yeah. you're lame. I one of my one of my favorite ones to make fun of people about is like say you're pitching and you're up like ten to nothing, right? And you have like a second and third one out jam and you get out of it and you start beating your yep. chest yeah. when you walk oh, off yeah. the mountain. Okay. Like, Why are you beating your chest? You're up ten. Yeah. Like you didn't get out of a crazy jam. The other, does, team, the other team's pretty much given up. I guess that that is pretty eyewash, but I would say it's more bush league than it's no, it's it's super eyewash. That's not bush league. You're not. So we've well, we've talked about it you're before. Jo- Josh Naylor rocking the baby you're while not, he's losing the game. Is eyewash. that eyewash? Yeah, eyewash. I mean, 
Yeah. Big time. It's yeah. not, you're not, Bush League is when you're like doing something that shows up the other team. You're not showing up the other team. You're hi- like getting hype and attending. Oh, game. I thought you were saying like he's beating his chest like at the No, like at no, the he's team. just doing okay. it because he's hype. Yeah, right? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying now. Yeah. It's the same as like you pimp a home run. Yeah. And the ball goes, you know, five feet in front of the warning track. I wash. Josh Donaldson. Is he every, just, yeah. every other at bat. There's yeah, lots of Josh Donaldson <laughs> slander on this show. Yeah. yeah I want to go back to uh, your, your one about no run Sunday. Yeah. Uh, it, mine kind of piggies back off of that. What I had here in college, we um, had a group of players called the Fall Americans. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. who would just absolutely tear it up in our fall scrimmages. And everyone would be like, oh my gosh, like this guy's going to start. And like, you know, everyone knows the lineup before, before we even yeah. get done with the fall, with the fall. Yeah. There's maybe one or two spots or rotation spots that yeah. are up in the air, but more likely than not, you know, your lineup and, um, these guys, man, you'd only see them working when they knew the coaches were, were in the office. Cause like the way our facility was set up our like three of our, our coaches offices like lined down the hallway next to our hitting facility our cages so anytime like we knew the coaches were there like you just see guys just no reason i mean there's work and then there's work and right. i don't even know what, what right. i'm saying maybe but, they're no, i'm trying to say but or i know what i'm trying to say but yeah I'm not maybe we were walk-ons like me just trying to get noticed and trying to get some work in yeah, but there's working to get better, and then there's working to be seen. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, that's the that's the right. Okay, and these guys were not working to get better. I, I again, I'm not going to say I've never done that because I think I went 0 for five one game with the hat trick, and I stayed. I stayed after everyone left, and I think I hit off a tee for like. 45 minutes Dang, to an hour no, I'm, and like and then i went home and then i went home and i was like man i look like a real Sam's putting imaginary visine in his <laughs> yeah. eyes right now no, sorry I, we do not I, have a video component just yet i i'm still trying to live We're that one on. down because like again that's super eyewash and i was like dude why did i do that i didn't get better i didn't did, I, did, I gained did the coaches, I gained nothing did out the of that. Did the coaches see you doing? Oh the yeah, absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. Dude. And <laughs> I, I regret that. I regret that. So, all right, is it just bad. players or are coaches? Do absolutely. they have some eye wash oh. situations? See, that's Umpires. the thing, though. That's, I would say that's, I'd that's say good. full unis for a little league. <laughs> I watch. <laughs> Don't bite yeah. the thieves, Ryan Gator. Do not bite the mouth. You know, I had, you know I had to. I do love you. I do uh, love you. Look like a ball player. Play like a ball player. Just like I tell my kids. Oh, that's good. No, I, that I don't. Is, I didn't see that coming. I don't see a lot of. I don't see a lot of coach eye wash. Really. There is, How about Dusty Baker wearing wristbands? Yeah. 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 I mean, if there's yeah. a. If there's a sentimental story <laughs> behind that, sweat? then yeah. But dude, yeah. <laughs> that and the the latex gloves that just throws me off. I think that's just well. The, what's the gloves for? It's a, Didn't he start doing that for for COVID? COVID? It's a COVID right? Thing. Yeah. yeah, he's like 800 mm-hmm. years old. That's we, like we Ichiro can, wearing we batting gloves. Just I'm gonna in the guess dugout. the immune system might be compromised a little bit at his advanced age. Yeah, true. But that's the thing. Um, I've seen coaches wearing spikes before. That's an awful look. Yeah. Very bad. You can't do yeah, that. That's tough yeah. luck. But can't like, spend 50 bucks for some turfs? Come on. So yeah. like I, we just saw the the video of one of the Colorado football coaches like... Stand up. Yeah, tough. doing some that's tough, Tim tough Brewster. guy stuff. Tim uh. Brewster was once on staff at Florida State. Legendary recruit, Nick. 
So like that's the kind makes, of stuff that makes so that's, much sense now. That's mm-hmm. eyewash hundred percent. But then you got the video of you got all those videos of Augie Garrido. And oh, yeah. that's so not different. I don't think that's I that's not eyewash. So different. That's him being passionate about he's not asking him to stand up when he reams well him. i know but still like <laughs> texas was good is he extra passionate because he knows not. there's a camera in the room see that that was also going to lead to my next that point. sounds washy. do you think do you think that Deion sanders do you think that fired him up that he was doing something like that that is not Deion sanders coaching probably, style tim brewster way. is he on that staff strictly it. because he is a recruiting maven i just he has coached every position group I can't be in, in that room with a straight face. Is there strictly if I was in that room I couldn't be in there with and a he was face. asking me what what were they saying? We coming? coming. Dude, after having a one win season, I would have to be in the back and I would be chuckling. Yeah. There you can see there's a, guy, culture, there's a guy in the front row in that video that's like smiling. He's like trying to keep I mean, it come in. on. Like that's right? that's a tough look. I get firing your guys up, but that is just not the way to do it. Not the way to do it. How about umpires? Uh, the, the the videos of all these guys doing dances and oh stuff. Oh my god! Is, if I was a hitter, that is excruciating. I have had some testy relationships with umpires, especially <laughs> as I got older. Imagine that. But I remember one guy in particular in a league I played it, and he just had the loudest, most obnoxious called strike call, making sure the entire ballpark heard him across the parking lot. You heard him. It was very showy. Must have and been it, an evaluator. It drove right? me insane. Probably not an good. evaluator. Mm-mm. I've never seen an umpire do anything where I upset it. Yeah, not crazy. I mean, I feel like umpires no, have like their they're oh, like well, trademark not, things. I mean, in like a the guys starting so. chainsaws and starting the lawnmowers not and all literally. that stuff. Yeah, but some of those are like I don't know. I feel what like we, oh, what's going I, on? I think, over here? I think there's there's some little league. Yeah. umpires that do some do yeah. some eyewash stuff that's a little unnecessary there's and, one who did a bunch of our games this past spring as a matter of fact yeah well yeah is that the sunglass guy oh yeah. Think, <laughs> oh yeah i think that's more of like i mean yeah what they're doing is eyewash i, I think like it's just more of like a that's just like some like bum dad that like uh, yeah just yeah. entitlement yeah, i feel like never just really played the to, game and like that's just what he's doing i mean it's it is eyewash but it's like i mean going back to players probably probably my biggest pet peeve is the evo shield one where you just wear, I mean, you got the elbow, yeah. you got the wrist. It looks you like got you got a suit leg. of armor. Are, are hats on sunglasses, is that eyewash? I think so. If it's during the day. Do you? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so I went to. The guys to, who never actually put the sunglasses on, yeah. yeah, well, yeah but they're there wear in the case. sunglasses. No, you got to I mean, wear the sunglasses. Yeah. So, all right. How many times have we seen a second baseman looking up in the air for an infield pop-up and he's got sunglasses on the brim of his cap? Okay. As well, he's yeah, shielding the sun with yes, his glove, yeah. Exactly. I will say though, there's times where I've worn my sunglasses at third base, and I, and it makes it considerably worse. Like it's harder to see. I'm not a sunglasses guy. So I'd put them on my hat, but obviously, yeah, if I looked up in the sun. But again, use your glove; it's not a big deal. Um, Get but, some flip downs, just, but Steve Sachs, <laughs> come on, oh my gosh. they work for I decades. I did have some of those as a kid. That I was, I washed with that. Those too. were money. What do you wear them, and then like the pop up goes I up, had, and you yes, flick them down. Exactly. I, I would never think about that. <laughs> come on, come but on. the reason I the come reason on. I brought that up though was I've seen lots of video of like Alfredo Griffin doing that back in 1986. After I got done playing uh, that summer, I was up in Ohio coaching. And the Cincinnati Reds had like a free, like open tryout pretty much. And my mom like talked me into going and I was pretty much done at that point. But I went and there was maybe 
there was maybe six or seven guys that played like real college baseball and actually had some some talent. And as soon as we show up, we're like in this massive line trying to get checked in. And I can't remember the guy's name, but I'm I'm going to assume that he was somewhat important to the Reds organization because I don't want to talk bad about and then it ended up being some Was it Pete Rose? No. No. <laughs> uh but he's just going up and down the line just grilling all of these guys like uh like I don't want to see a single pair of sunglasses. Like, if you have a chain or whatever, you better take it off. Like, just grilling guys. Any type of accessory. Like, this I don't. This is an open tryout. Yeah, I, I think I had I had sunglasses on my hat. Just that's that's what I wore, and I don't think I I didn't have any armbands or anything like that. Because yeah, it's an open tryout. But he's just going up and down the line, just grilling people. Like, if you had a pair of sunglasses on. You were pretty like much, wearing you, the sunglasses. You, yeah, it doesn't matter. It, you couldn't even wear them. Why? Exactly because uh, I can't remember the reason what he said, but it was pretty much like we don't, we don't need to see that. Like if, if you need sunglasses, use your glove or something. Because Johnny Bench never wore sunglasses. Something. It like was that. a super old school guy. Yeah. Just like couldn't. Just got to wear sunglasses. No, no, no so sense of flair. Just, no, yeah, nothing. Dude, I am walking out of that open tryout. Yeah, and that, that's why I brought it up because I was like, I was just thinking, I was like, man, this guy sucks, dude. <laughs> go on, I don't know who he is. Go on, one big eyewash thing that I thought about this early this year when I saw it. Uh, you know what I really hate? And it's, this I think I know college. where you're going. Hey, I don't think you do at all. Really? But uh, <laughs> going into college baseball, um, the fact that Vandy has the electronic wrist things. Oh, yeah. Oh. Pitch, that is, is that, what, I- that is that is so eyewash. It is insane. It is crazy that they have these fat watches on. The, all the pitchers have these gigantic watches mm-hmm. on their yeah. wrists. And they're it's like, not a good look. Every pitch, they're like. It's not a good yeah. look. I don't Shout know out if Coach I call Corbin. It, Thank you for doing the show. I call it eyewash, though. Horrendous look. That's eyewash. What about my precious Chicago White Sox? And I say that because uh, serious Cuban influence on the team. There are lots of guys who are trotting down to first base with 40 pounds of gold chains around their neck. Again, I I give... Would that qualify as eyewash? I give MLB players more of a pass. It's hard to have... That uh, much eyewash in MLB because you're you're an MLB player. I can't you can call, do whatever I, you want. I can't want. say you got your eyewash if you got you know three hundred fifty thousand hanging from your neck. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're dude, making. I don't, I don't see how that makes you a better hitter, account. but they still do it. It yeah. doesn't. But but they they've earned the right to do that. Yeah, I'll say that you, that's why it's more of a earned, high school yeah, college deal. Nobody earns the right to paint their face and go to the plate. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you can wear as much gold on your neck, you know, or whatever, as many diamonds as you want, but. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I don't again. I, I don't want to take like swag out of the game because, I mean, I was a big, I was a big like big wrist swag. tape. And big, wrist tape. You got your drip. You had to co- you had to compensate. You had to compensate. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, some, at some I get point. It. Ryan I mentioned it. Sammy Sosa earlier. Does that qualify? For everybody who's not aware, when well, he was at the, the height yeah. of his career with the Cubs, at the top of the first inning, he would come out of the third base dugout and sprint absolutely as fast as he possibly could toward the right field bleachers. Then he would run along the warning track with an ear up just to get all the bleacher bums going crazy. It was part of his signature. I know that he was the toast of Wrigleyville for a decade, but it sounds pretty eyewashy, even though I learned that term two days ago. It It is until he does it every game. Yeah, and, and then it like, becomes like a trademark thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. it's just yeah. it, it definitely becomes a look-at-me moment. Like now, they, if you got your right fielder in college sprinting out for the 10 fans that are there, like yeah. it's just... 
Like big, big eyewash things are like, you know, like diving for a ball that you can just routinely. Catch. Oh, yeah. we get the Jim Edmonds. Finally. <laughs> you can just routinely I was hoping catch. this came up. Yeah, oh. Jim catch. Edmonds, yeah. classic example of a guy who makes 10 diving catches a month that a regular guy could just run and catch without diving. Yeah. And it's like going out of his way to make every catch look as difficult as possible. Angels fan deny it. It's like, no, I'm not. He's a he's not a nice person. Either. It's not of a great rep, <laughs> but, but that was the thing that most I drove me like crazy Jim about that guy was him. Let me see how much I can slow down and then dive and make this what should be a routine catch. But it's like uh, it's like it's a Friday night and all the scouts are coming to see one guy on your team and you're diving for balls and in and out and <laughs> doing between the leg throws the first and stuff like that. Yeah, like the, that's eyewash because you're trying to get seen. My shortstop in high school after. When you're doing like ground balls in between innings, the last one he would field it on a backhand, do a full twist, and then throw it to first base. I watched. Mm -hmm. It was it was tough to watch. I watched. Yes. It really was. All right, Ryan, catcher question. Ooh. What about catcher between innings, throwing down to second base? You got the guy who catches the last warm up pitch and fires it down there, and then you got the guy who literally is simulating someone stealing second base. Was that considered I watch? Yep. yep. Or is that just getting a good rep? Nope. Ooh. I don't know. That's I the guy I who's legitimately trying to break his pop time well, record okay, then between no. innings. No, I mean that's eyewash, yeah. If you're trying to set records. I mean hum a ball down there. Yeah. No, I mean you just kinda want to get your get your arm. It's more of a what's the word I'm looking Muscle for? Muscle memory. Yeah, it's just if there's it's more a, of just a it, thing you do. If there's it doesn't a college need to be coach super serious. Or a scout in the stands, are you changing the way you're throwing down? Yeah, I, I, probably. Probably. Why? I don't Why? know if I'm going to get the opportunity in game. That's, here's the big thing. Okay, they're getting you on the clock they're, while you're doing the throwdown. They, Ryan, do you think a scout is even remotely holding his gun up when a pitcher is throwing his eight warm-up pitches? They do not care what is not well, that's, happening in the game. Well, that's different. Not Sam. when it's not in it. That's different. It's not what they because tell you. Because you're going to pitch it in the game. I don't know if I'm going to get a throwdown in game. So they're going to clock your throwdown. Also, a lot of these people already know what you can do. Right. That's true. You're not going to. Right. For I the know. most part, you're not going to do something that's going to. But I mean, I have time. seen people on a stopwatch, one nine two zero, whatever it is, on your throwdown with nobody there. If you're a pitcher, it's going to be in game that they get your radar. <laughs> I'm just I, I'm not I, hard, I mean I hardly had any scouts look this at me this segment so sponsored by Visine yeah. um, <laughs> okay I had a potential eyewash situation I'll let you guys be the judge mm -hmm. when I was a high schooler I played third base more often than not and after we threw the ball around in the first inning you know the ball comes to the third baseman last so I would flip it to my pitcher I would immediately trot over to the third base coach I would shake his hand and I'd say good luck coach and then I'll let the game start nope no I did that normal Cool. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, was I doing this partially to be a good sport? Yes. Partially to maybe help get some all-state votes? Yes. I did but that with umpires. I, I, I did that with <laughs> You just turned it, John. Here, I watched. I, I watched. <laughs> That's just a thing just, that everybody does, and now you just, just lose you yourself. Just made, you just made it brutal. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, did, it, I, I did it for the all-state. I didn't say I was totally innocent. I just wanted judgment. Here. Oh, you yeah, that, that's definitely, that you makes it I watched for sure. Okay. But no, I did that with umpires, too, at third base. I mean, I would. What about the guy Say, who hey, cries up? during the national anthem in a playoff game because he's so emotional in the moment? That's the thing. Have I ever saw the first? So well, well, I mean, it. let's let's get into that too because it all comes down to the video, the camera that's there. Mm -hmm. Just like with all these hitting drills that you see on Instagram and Twitter, 
Like that's that's eyewash to me. The big thing that I had on my notes too was like these pull down videos. And like it's only because it's on video and that other people are seeing it is why people are doing that, I think. Like if you're pulling down ninety five and the ball is in the top right corner of the cage. What is that? I mean, I, I just don't. Isn't understand that part that. of pull downs? You're yeah, supposed to throw it. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, uh, pull down, <laughs> maybe pull down, maybe not so much. But when they're on the mound throwing, and they hit like ninety, ninety two, but it's again, yeah, up in the top I, right. What about of the, cage. The, the step back when I he runs that, thirty yards first to get the momentum going? No, yeah, that's what. I'm, my my eyewash thing with that is the people that post the pull downs where they're throwing like a hundred, but then they don't post their videos of them on the mound. Okay, throwing, that, throwing, that's yeah. that's <laughs> what I was trying to say. That's Thanks eyewash. for clearing that up. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. Yeah. I don't I don't care about any of the videos of people pitching throwing a hundred nowhere near the zone. That doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Now how about grunting on the mound? Uh some uh, Nolan Ryan slander coming. Trevor, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, I'm just I Trevor Bauer's eyewash. We don't let's, we don't even have to go MOB. There's people I mean, plenty of people in There's, college uh, that grunt on the mound because they think it adds miles per hour. It does. Does it? No, it does because when you – that's why people – well, here's the thing is like you don't have to grunt. You can just wear a mouth guard. So when you pitch, you tense up. You don't breathe. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're not breathing, it's, you're losing velocity off that. Yeah. So when people grunt – that was the one thing that Trevor Bauer said that I was like, oh, that actually makes sense. When you grunt, you are breathing out as you're throwing it. Yeah. So it, it just comes out. It can't help. Like, there's, a different, there's a difference between – No, what's the mouth people, guard? There's uh, – like under, I mean, a lot of people do it, but like Under Armour, I had one for a yeah. while. So they make a you, low profile mouth guard that just goes on the lower half. So and, yeah, yeah. Most, I've most seen of your guys. Teeth, I was wondering you what that it, was. Your teeth don't fully shut, so like you're I not see. Like, so it acts. Yeah. I used yeah. to wear oh, one. Okay. Yeah, I see. A this bunch might have been an eye washing yeah. moment, but that I used to wear sense. one doing CrossFit periodically because I did tend to grind my teeth. Yeah, go ahead and get this back. Yeah, CrossFit eye wash, guys. That will be the last time John talks during this segment. This is not going well for you. No, it's good. You're breathing during hey, your when you're throwing around that kind of weight, fellas. You might have to clench your teeth. What Those weight? 35 pound weights that he's taking over his head. <laughs> I'll have a clean and jerk uh, competition with you clowns right now. <laughs> I, have, I have one more story. Uh, at the end of our fall, my freshman year, we had a, like a, a hell day. <laughs> Excuse me. We called it guerrilla warfare. Mm-hmm. And Down it was trenches. It, that's what I'm saying. If we were at that time where people were videoing everything, which if we would have done it today, people, somebody would have videoed this. And it was just a, it was like 6 a.m. sleeting, raining, just super miserable. Last thing we ended, it was just a bunch of conditioning, sprints, stuff like that, plate pushes. But at the end, we all lined up. We were on our turf football field outside. We all lined up on the goal line and we like interlocked arms. And we did a hundred sit-ups and we're like knocking these out <laughs> halfway through. If somebody would have videoed this, I would have had to change my name and move to, to a different Are you country. selling yourself out right now? <laughs> yeah. Because Be this was, I, I again, <laughs> so again, I don't condone this. I did it because everybody else was doing it. I was a freshman and I just played along. We are a- after about, this. after like halfway through, like, after every time we like sat up, someone started to go Omaha, and then it just went. <laughs> everyone from there er, after every sit up, everyone's just like Omaha, and I'm like, dude, this is bad. You just brought back a bad. Oh my god, I I felt 
oh, just looking back, I'm still cringing about that because it was like, dude. Yeah, man, we, so am I. <laughs> we, we could say we're going to Omaha all we want, but realistically, come yeah. on. I was, like, I was, we're we're trying to win 30 games Preseason number here. nine in the American. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, we're, we're talking I was gonna say every college's Omaha challenge uh, that, is stupid. That's yeah. what I'm that, that <laughs> Big eyewash. So can't stand that. I'm the, glad nobody videoed this, that. This story, I, this is this was bad, and it was bad because like nobody did it except for like new draft guys. So during one of our spring trainings, and I love our pitching coordinator to death. Love the guy, great man. Only guy I ever had in my corner. Here comes the butt. But <laughs> they wanted to make the spring training like army style. Oh my! Like kind God. of like Navy every, SEAL. Every, yeah. everything intense, right? Yeah. So like coaches would walk through the facility, like say like you know. Bunch of players on field four, you know, and a coach would walk by and go, hoorah. And they wanted every <laughs> oh player God. to stop what they were doing and yell that out. Dude, <laughs> and they made dog tags for us. Jeez. Uh, I did dude, see something. It, it, I, dude, it, 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 I never, I never once, never once did a hoorah come out of my mouth. Are not, you serious? Not one, no, wow. I would hope. No, I know a lot. Of, no, I probably would have. Too, no, like I said, it was, no. it was always the new draft guys that oh, were like super nervous that like didn't. Oh, like, okay. you know, they didn't know. You were the veteran. Yeah. yeah. Well, I saw like one of the main articles out. I watched like on Google. Um, Terry Francona, and I think Sparky Anderson were like, we hate spring training because. It's, it's pretty much all I want. I read that on Sparky. Yeah. 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 It was like, I, like, I was researching I like where this term came from, and it yeah. dialed it back to me, to and Sparky Bron- Anderson. Bronson like Arroyo was on there, too. Yeah. I like, like Sparky, too. Yeah, that's true. Bronson Arroyo was on there, too, saying like pretty much almost exactly what you said. Like There'd be coaches or managers that try to make it super serious, and the young guys and new guys would would be all in and it is, it because is. they're new. and they. You know, you know why it becomes eyewash is because the longer you're there – the more you start to realize that not one thing you do in spring training matters. Yeah. Exactly. Like guys are out there just killing themselves, killing themselves, thinking that they're going to go up a level or like do something to stand out. Every, I know this for a fact. Like all I've been, Americans. I've been in, I've been in the office before they have a board and they already have where everyone's yeah. going. That like, double A guy who hits is, 450 in the spring. Oh, oh he no. might break camp at the club. He's no. not breaking camp. So you're at the telling club. me showing up to the facility at 5 a.m.? Like all these, all these stories, all these guys that that just does it's pointless. If I there's not like my last two years going into Double A, both those years, there's not one thing I could have done to change anyone's mind. That's where I was going. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I, I won't argue that. But it's, that is <laughs> I just, just all that, the stories that I heard about when guys got drafted. They're like, yeah, we got to be up five four thirty in the morning. <laughs> right. We got we got to be the first one at the facility. That in in big league camp, you one hundred percent have to. You have to be the okay. first person there to get all of your stuff done. You can't be there. You know, stretches at eight thirty, and you show up and like Max Freed needs to roll out. Max Freed can show up at eight if he wants. Okay. And if Max Freed goes into the gym and he needs to roll out on the foam roller, then he's gonna get that foam roller. You can't be the one in there laying on it. So you got to oh, get in there to beat, beat. Oh, to beat the rush, pretty much. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. And oh, apparently, yeah. the athletics organization only has one foam roller. <laughs> that's that's not a lot. <laughs> On that depressing note, let's go ahead and take our break. But when we come back, we're going to have a conversation with Toronto Blue Jays minor league catcher Phil Clark. The Clueless Joe podcast is brought to you by Tanner Tees, the best batting tees for your baseball or softball player, made with premium, durable materials and assembled in Sarasota, Florida. Invented by Joe Tanner in 1988 and perfected over 30 years, every Tanner tee represents the very best in the business. 
Here at DBAT Nashville, we feature the heavy model in all of our cages and also sell them in our pro shop. It's a tough, professional quality weighted batting tee with a flexible, hand-rolled rubber cone that's perfect for baseball, fast pitch, and slow pitch. This heavy-duty batting tee is designed with a 10-pound, claw-style base for extra stability on any hitting surface, sturdy enough to stay upright through the occasional mishit. To learn more, go to TannerTees.com or visit your local DBAT. Please welcome to the show, Phil Clark. He's a product of Christ Presbyterian Academy here in Nashville. He led CPA to a state title as well. He was Mr. Baseball in the state of Tennessee at the 2A level, as well as a perfect game All-American. Stayed local and played at Vanderbilt. Freshman All-American, splitting time between catcher and DH. As a collegian, he hit 302, 15 homers, 106 knocked in. Plus, he was instrumental in the Commodores winning the College World Series in 2019. Selected by Toronto in the ninth round of the 2019 MLB Draft. He's had success so far. Low A, high A, double A for the Blue Jays. 245 hitter, 12 homers, 97 knocked in in 201 career games in the minors. And probably the most important spring training of his career begins next month in Dunedin, Florida. Phil, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Sure. So getting a chance to play for any of the 30 big league clubs is obviously a blessing and honor. But what's it like to be part of the Toronto organization in particular it's the only team that's outside of the lower 48. It's the only team in Canada. It's one of the most cosmopolitan cities in the world. Some incredible star names in the organization like Guerrero and Bichette and several others. But what's specifically unique about that organization? Yeah, Toronto is really cool just because, and they make a big deal out of it, that you're playing for a country. So it's not just a city. It's not a state. Like it's the whole nation. So they, they make a big deal out of bringing World Series to Canada and um, things like that. And then, yeah, obviously a lot of young superstars up there. So really cool to be around those guys, see how they develop. Um, I've been able to spend some time in Canada so far, uh, not Toronto, but I played in Vancouver for two years. And man, that city is unbelievable. Like it's uh, Vancouver's on my list. It's supposed to be breathtaking. Oh, it's amazing. It's like Los Angeles on steroids. Like it's crazy. Very nice. So haven't been to actual Toronto yet, though? No, have not been to Toronto yet. Okay. We'll get you there soon enough, I promise. <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> so the Blue Jays, let's get into the roster a little bit. The Blue Jays were stacked at catcher last year. Stacked. You know, they had Alejandro Kirk, who was an all-star, and Danny Jansen's a good player. But Gabriel Marino was considered the organization's top catching prospect, and he just got traded about a month ago uh, to the Arizona Diamondbacks. He got back Dalton Varsho, who's a heck of a player himself. So I'm just curious how someone like you takes news like that because the obvious thing to think is, hey, my path is just a little bit clearer now. Yeah, um, honestly, I'm going to miss Gabby. I love Gabby. He's a great teammate. Um, but uh, kind of the stereotypical answer for professional baseball is don't play GM. So for me, I've, I've kind of tried to put that into practice and just control what I can control. So you know, looking ahead doesn't really do you any good. You still have to perform at every level. So my goal this year is if I go to double A, perform there. If I go to triple A, perform there and let the rest take care of itself. So how much actual competition is there? You know, you obviously have more than one catcher on a team, but I mean, this is professional baseball. You all have a goal to get to the majors. So I imagine there's a little bit of a rub there. There's a little bit of a back and forth where, of course, you're on the same team. You want to win ball games, but at the same point, you know, you need to make sure you're the top catcher on your team and you make sure you're the one up for the promotion and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
there's definitely a piece of competing. Like you're always competing against other guys, but at the end of the day, if you're on an affiliate affiliated team and you guys win, like they're going to take that into account. So you need to make sure you have a good team atmosphere and win ball games. Uh, you know, or else they're going to be like, well, why'd your team win 40 games last year? Like that has to have something to do with you if you're the catcher. Mm-hmm. So I would say there's like a healthy competitiveness with your teammates, but at the same time, you know, everybody's trying to get to the same place and they know that if there's kind of tension in the locker room in the clubhouse, like it's probably not going to have great results. So as I mentioned in the open, you're a 245 hitter in the minors. I'm guessing you would like that number to be a little higher, but I'm going to spin <laughs> this into a compliment. <laughs> I'm spinning this into a compliment. You're a high OBP guy. You're a high walk guy. So your career on base percentage is 347, which is sensational. So I'm just curious what it's like. You got to hit your way to the majors. You've got to, mm-hmm. but you've still maintained the discipline at the plate and you're not just trying to knock home runs to get noticed. So how's the balance there being a patient hitter, taking your walks uh, when you know, like I said, you got to hit to make it to the show? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously the power numbers haven't been where I want them to be, but kind of where baseball is leaning now is towards OPS. So a great Mm -hmm. way to increase your OPS is increase your on-base percentage. So my goal every year is kind of have my strikeout walk ratio one-to-one. So if I see my strikeout, you're a lot closer than most minor leaguers are these days. Yes, I noticed that. (laughs) If I see my strikeout numbers creeping up a little bit, I'm like, let's take some walks, you know. But you know, uh, you're going to get one to two pitches in at bat to hit. So you can always let it eat a little bit. But um, I just kind of trust my eye up there. I've my best tool. It's not even one of the five tools, but has always been kind of hand-eye coordination, controlling the zone, making contact. So I can afford more power. I, I would like to have some more power this year, but. If I can keep those walk numbers up, that would be great. I mean, I'd say from my experience that that's, that's the beauty of a catcher at the plate is we know the zone so well sure, because we're catching it. That, 100%. You know, we know if it's two balls off the plate, it's not going to get called. Maybe he's flirting with the high strike. It, it helps. It does, definitely, as far as taking walks and knowing the zone. Yeah, and uh, you can always get that great relationship with an umpire. Absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> Steal a couple calls? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Is you that know, still true, though? I, you oh, got to yeah. mix. I mean... Even if you get robbed, if you're in the batter's box and you get robbed and a pitch is called a ball outside, and do you have to make sure that you're extra buttoned up and you can't show some frustration because you got to get it when you dig back in there behind the plate? You can show some frustration. You know, your pitchers want to see that. And uh, my goal is to have a good enough relationship where I'm in a 3 2 count, borderline pitch, and I'm walking to first base looking back like, right. thank you. Right. <laughs> I think right. that's fair. Yeah. So let's dive a little deeper into some numbers here. Defensively, though. Uh, currently you're throwing out 18% of base stealers in the minors. Again, probably a little lower than you would like. Uh, Alejandro Kirk, aforementioned, he's at 24% in the big leagues for his career. Uh, Danny Jansen's at 25%. Um, but I want to know how difficult it is to throw out guys in the minors. I'm guessing it might even be harder in the minors than it is in the majors. Just because minor league players are younger, they're probably faster, and they want to get noticed by organizations, so they want to rack up some steals and, and get some stats. Plus, even for the pitchers, how much are minor league pitchers truly worried about holding guys on and throwing over? I think their concern much more is, I need a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, and I need a maximum spin rate on this slider. I'm guessing that difficult is very job, uh, very difficult job for you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, stuff for pitchers in the minor leagues is obviously number one. Um, 
the Blue Jays are, are trying to get the guys to be a little bit quicker to the plate, making that a priority. But it's definitely difficult to throw runners out. Um, they're experimenting with a lot of new rules in the minor leagues to kind of speed up the game, um, make stealing bases a little bit easier. So this year in AA, we had a three-pickoff rule. So pick once, safe, pick twice, safe. Crazy. If you mm-hmm. pick a third time, he has to be out or it's a ball. Right. They're bringing that to the majors this year. <laughs> that is right. so crazy. So it's it's wild. And, uh, you know, it's it's definitely changing the game. It's it's making uh, making throwing guys out a little bit tougher. In high A, our rule was uh, the step-off rule. So you have to disengage from the rubber mm-hmm. when you pick off. So it mm-hmm. has to be a clear disengagement and then a throw over. So that was really tough. Really affects the lefties, really obviously. Really affects the lefties, mm-hmm. yes. Every lefty, they lift their leg, guys are gone. I'm, I'm thrilled you brought this up because just as baseball fans, we're going to see this for the first time in the major league level, the, the three pickoff rule. So, okay, you've thrown over once, you didn't get them. You're thrown over twice, he didn't get him. What happens now with that base runner? Is he getting twice as big of a lead? Is it noticeable? Do you, are you thinking yeah. to yourself, this guy's going, I better get ready? It's definitely a bigger lead. Um, uh, it, would, you know, it would take some guts to throw over a third time. I don't think we had anyone do it this year, throw mm-hmm. for a third time. So they're going, for sure. And uh, I mean, I'm not saying I, I can't make better throws. I, I have some really bad throws on some tape. We're not going to pull them up. We're not going to pull them up. But it's definitely Audio difficult. podcast only. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we had Coach Corbin from Vanderbilt on the show a few weeks back. Needless to say, you know, I have a boy who's nine. If he had a chance to be a walk-on with that program and never sniff the batter's box, I'd sign him up in a heartbeat. You know, very impressive guy. His resume speaks for itself. But what did it mean then, especially as a Nashville guy? And even more so, what does it mean now? to be one of the Vandy boys? Oh, it, it means the world to me. Um, growing up in Nashville, it's, it was just, it wasn't even something I dreamed about because I never thought I was good enough until probably my sophomore year when they started recruiting me. When, when Larry Nesbitt pulled me out of class at CPA and was like, Hey, Vandy called about you. I was like, really? Like, (laughs) are you sure? And, uh, so, I mean, it means everything to me and being there and playing there was everything that you would think it would be. Um, just the challenges you face and, and the adversity you have to overcome and the community you create, the culture that's cultivated there, it's like, it's just unlike anything I've ever been a part of. Now, I've heard some stories. I don't have the exact way how it goes, but I know that, you know, when you go into fall practice and you have to earn the right to get in the locker room, when you have to earn the right to have the number on your back, and it sort of walk us through how Corpse does that particular process. Yeah, uh, when you get there, you get a black t-shirt, black shorts, uh, if you're lucky, you might get like a, well, you know, you get a black hat. That's all black, everything, no Vandy logo. And, uh, yeah. So you go through workouts, um, and you just, you really just do your fall baseball wearing white baseball pants, a black shirt with your number on the back. And then one day when he thinks you've earned it, get the locker room. So okay. could that be two weeks into the fall or it could be at the very end of the fall? Yeah, just I would whenever say, he thinks you've earned it. Yeah, I'd really? say more so the latter. Yeah, uh, for sure. Maybe very end, maybe right in the middle. But yeah, once you really come together as a team and he, you've created the culture he wants, that's kind of the point when you'll get it. I see. So it's not individually earned. It's no, as a it's team, as a you team. all get it. Got yep. it. Okay. Now, how many times does a freshman show up and he thinks this stuff is preposterous? Now, th- now they obviously <laughs> know what they're signing up for if they get with this program. But there's got to be some guys who are like, come on. 
I was drafted out of high school. I, I could have played at any program in America. I yeah, mean, I mean, that's got to happen every now and then. It might, you know, I, I would say those guys probably don't last very long. They probably go on their way to a different school. But mm-hmm. I think the upperclassmen, the older guys do a great job of kind of setting an example because, I mean, you earn it your freshman year and then you go right back to not having your sophomore year. So those guys being bought in to the culture and bought into working hard and earning that locker room is what kind of shows the freshmen that, you know, it's not preposterous. Like, 2020, I mean, I wasn't there, but we're coming off a national championship. If a freshman comes in and is like, this is ridiculous, it's like, well, we won the national championship last year, so maybe it's not. Method to the madness. Right. One more thing that Corbs talked about a couple of weeks ago, the national anthem. He even has, I mean, a very specific style for how his team is going to observe the national anthem. He takes like a practice day to talk about it and teach it, and this is how we do it at Hawkins Field. Tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, it's um, one of the most important things we do. Maybe the most important. Um, it's something you see. So on your recruiting visits and stuff, you're like, okay, that's how they stand for the national anthem. And then your freshman year, you learn it. Never forget it. I still do it in pro ball. It's, um, you know, it's how I'll always stand for the national anthem. So it's it's extremely important to the program. And um, it's, yeah, it's just uh, a way that we can show our appreciation. One more Vandy-related question. I'm curious to see how buttoned up you'll stay with this one. It's, it's not even a question. It's just a statement. I want your honest response. Okay. I know you leave town pretty soon, but I need your honest response. <laughs> the Vandy Whistler. Go. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody asks me about him. You do, not, you do not hear him when you play. Like, I don't hear him. I'm telling you, I don't. Until I've started watching the games on TV, that's when I hear him. And I can see how some people have some negative opinions about him. Mm-hmm. I know him personally. Awesome guy. Huge fan. So I, I can't say anything about you him. You knew him. that was going to be his answer. <laughs> of course John. that was going to be the answer. I'm sure that was a pre-programmed response from Coach Corbin himself. Well, no. he said he gets asked about him all the time. <laughs> of course. He's, he's got the all script the time. and everything. But I'm telling you, when you're playing at Hawkins Field, I never heard him. I'm I sure that you crazy. never hear him. But you know who does hear him? <laughs> Everybody else. Is the fan <laughs> sitting right next to him in Omaha at TD Ameritrade who paid 200 bucks for that ticket <laughs> and he's accidentally in seat three and the vandy whistler is in seat four hey, i'll let you, How know, do you feel for i that don't game? know if you know about this there's two of them there's two there's two vandy whistlers i only know the one i'm not saying his name because i don't want to dignify it with the airspace but <laughs> i only know the one who looks like the molly hatchet roadie there's another one there's another one okay there's two all right so they're multiplying. <laughs> multiplying. Next year, there's going to be three. There's so many amazing things that baseball program should be known for. I don't think that's it, but that's it, okay. I hear him in basketball and football, too. No kidding? Yeah, I heard him at the basketball game the other night. Really? Oh, yeah. Impressive. What can I say? Can you tell Impressive. John's thoughts on the Vandy, Vandy whistle? I can. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I'm <laughs> getting a good read. Yes, lots of sensational things about that program, but that doesn't make my list. All right, moving on. All right, so I did a decent amount of catching myself a long time ago. Ryan right here did a lot of catching himself pretty recently. It just seems like the position has changed a ton. You know, one knee down wasn't a thing back when I was doing it, and the way you frame pitches was taught totally differently back then. And it just now the automated strike zone, that's coming. You know, there's various opinions on that. Ryan and I have a very different opinion on it. But is it getting easier to play this position, or do you think it's maybe even getting harder? I think it's I think it's getting harder for sure. I think I think it's I agree with you. Very different. I think with the automatic strike zone, it'll change it a lot. It might make it a little bit easier. I think it 
may turn into kind of a glorified DH with a great arm. So I'm not sure. Does it really take that much away from the position? Because you still need to call the game. You still need to kind of be the team leader psychologist out there. You got to block pitches in the dirt. You got to pick guys off. You got to throw guys out and you got to hit. That still seems like a pretty long list of things on the resume. Right. All those things stay the same. But the thing that'll change is, you know, the, the saying as a catcher is, I don't know, 96% of catching is receiving. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's the number one thing you work on. So that'll change. You won't work on that nearly as much. The stances will change. You'll probably drop the right foot back a little bit, cheat the throw. Sure. So, um, yeah, blocking, calling the game, throwing, it'll all stay pretty much the same. But, you know, that, that 95% of the work you do changes. Oh, I feel like a pitcher-catcher relationship is going to be kind of tossed to the side as well. And they'll just throw in the guy that can hit 300 and throw out 30% of the guys that steal. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason to have the pitcher-catcher relationship where this guy knows that it's going to cut two more inches off the plate and I can steal that strike. I'm not denying the fact that that is a huge component of the way the game is played. And if you can turn a ball into a strike, it makes everybody happy except the hitter, of course. But at the same time, there's so much senseless bickering about balls and strikes between hitters and managers. I find that part of the game irritating. So if it became a tennis situation where the eye is so good that it doesn't make mistakes, I feel like just a lot of that unnecessary back and forth goes away. I know it robs a little bit just the salt and the earth of the catcher position. But I think from a macro sense, I like it for the game as a whole. Is that fair? It's, it's fair. It's definitely fair. I think that's, um, that's a lot of people's opinion. I just think, you know, as a catcher, and here's the other side, is as a hitter, it's amazing. Sure. Amazing. So it's great as a hitter. Yeah. But for me, as a five foot ten catcher who has 12 career home runs, it is not something that I'm looking forward to. Okay. Um, ideally for me, I got a guy at my gym. I can introduce you to if you want. <laughs> oh, no, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> ideally for me, I want the challenge system. I think the challenge system, it, it pleases both parties. Um, you know, a bad call won't be able to ruin a game. It won't be able to change the outcome of the game. You'll be able to flip it. You've got to know the zone still. Um, there's still the human element behind the plate, which is so, so fun, by the way, just, Having that relationship with the umpire, being able to have a conversation back and forth about the strike it's great, zone that man. day. It's great. Like yeah. It's wonderful. It's amazing. It's you know that guy's name. You know his kids' names. You know where he's from. You know like in It's and, just a part of it that's yeah. just not talked about. Like building that relationship with the umpire is just mm-hmm. so massive. Mm-hmm. And you see those umpires over and over again and then it becomes better. And, and you better know their zones. Better. They're all right. their zones are different. Right. 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 And then you get that call that was on the black on a three, two count and he calls it a ball and you're walking to first when it really probably should have been a strike. Yep. You know, it's just, I, I get know. it. I, I get know, it. I know. I know. I see the argument from both sides, but right. But for me, I'm anti ABS. Yeah. Love it. I was, love I was hitter first, catcher there. second. Because that's why. <laughs> I love it. All right. So you're, uh, let's get real. You're knocking on the door here. I mean, you are a great minor league season away. You are maybe an injury away. You're perhaps another trade away. And by away, I mean from getting the call to the show. Mm-hmm. So have you let yourself dream and maybe even imagine what it might be like to put on that big league uniform for the first time? Oh, every day. Um, you know, every day for the past probably seven years, honestly. Uh, obviously, that's the dream. Um, like I said earlier, 
I'm not trying to control that outcome. I'm just trying to do it. I can every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, uh, getting too far in the future might ruin the present for me. So it's hard. It's really hard, but I'm just trying to stay grounded right now and uh, keep working because, you know, honestly, I know you read off uh, my stats from Pro Ball. They honestly haven't been what I wanted. They haven't been great. So I would just love to put together a great season this year, whatever level I'm at. They're not bad. They're I mean, not come bad. On. They're you're, not si- bad. you're selling yourself way too short here. They're way too good. short. I need a, I need like a seven in front of the OPS at least this year. <laughs> Fair enough. But like I said, you're on the path. Yeah. Low A, high A, double A. I mean, we're, we're off to spring training. You're, you're on the path. Definitely. Be good about yeah. it. Yeah, I feel great about you it. You should be. You should hey, be. This off season compliment been... yourself. Yes. All right. Come on. There's if we had this conversation again, you're... No, I'm just yeah. I'm just about... If you're back in high A, the next time you do this, and you're 26, okay, then maybe okay. I get it now. I get it. But you're on the path. That's I wouldn't true. worry. I wouldn't worry. All right. Last thing we wanted to talk about was um, you made a trip to Honduras recently, I believe. I did. And um, this sounds like a sensational opportunity. I don't even want to rob any breath of it just tell us about that experience it was amazing um what exactly were you doing down there and who were you with what was the opportunity yeah so i was with an organization called humanity and hope uh my brother-in-law kind of introduced uh our family to that organization when he started kind of dating my sister and once they got married my mom is now on the board so what that organization does is they partner with uh communities in honduras and they uh they go in there and they kind of start small businesses in those communities so that it creates sustainable change for those communities and a way to always have income and money and and kind of filter that throughout the community and just kind of create an economy in those communities. And not all government driven, which makes a lot Correct. of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I got the opportunity. My whole family's been down there. Down there, I haven't been able to go yet, but I got the opportunity to go this year right before Christmas. And they kind of, uh, they hit me up and they were like, hey, would you want to do some baseball stuff down there? And I was like, sure. I don't think baseball is huge in that country. And it, it's not at all. It's not one of the countries no, we hear about. No. Not at all. It's so, not like uh, Cuba, Cuba or the Dominican or anything right. like that. Yeah. So I set out to uh, collect some baseball gloves. Shout out to DBAT for giving me like 30 or 40, which was amazing. And the Redbirds organization. Um, but yeah, uh, brought some gloves down there. Went to three different communities, kind of just introduced them to the game, played a little catch, hit off the tee a little bit. Just a really, really cool experience, um, even aside from baseball. Just to see the change that that organization is bringing to those communities, it was, it was amazing. And you had a kid with a 2-1 pop time on day one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It <laughs> got him in 375. <laughs> got him in touch with the organization. Yeah. 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 All right, let's play nine innings. We do this game with all of our guests. I'm going to ask you nine questions. They're all scripted. Usually the answers are very different, but who was your favorite team as a kid? Braves. I was born in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's the answer for a lot oh, of guests born, on the show. Yeah, I was Atlanta. born in Atlanta, okay. Piedmont Hospital. All okay, right. there you go. Favorite player as a kid? Oh, I was a big uh, chipper guy, but honestly, I love Martin Prado because of the pine tar on his bat and okay. they on his jersey. Okay. So I was a big Martin Prado guy. Chipper was a high school teammate of mine, by the way. Wow. I was a freshman. He was a senior. I doubt he recognized my face anymore, but <laughs> technically we did wear the same sure uniform really and nice the same dugout. Uh, he was not so great to the freshman. Let me well, put it that yeah. way. Yeah. He was actually super cool when he was a junior and I was in eighth grade. By the time he was a senior and all the number one pick stuff started to come around, it didn't have time for dudes like me. But no, nah, much love to Shepard. Uh, third inning. Very important question. Your favorite baseball movie? It's got to be Field of Dreams. Okay. Good one. Okay. Yeah. 
a little high in the sla- uh, you know sappiness scale, but still yeah, sure. tremendous I'm a sappy movie. guy. Yeah, you know, like, I watched it again fairly. I watched it with my kids for the first time probably six months ago. So yes, on the list. Fourth inning. What is the best sound at the ballpark? You are not allowed to say the Vandy Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> he said he can't hear him, John. That's no, true. Yeah, I can't <laughs> that's hear true. Oh man, the best sound. Uh, either pocketing a pitch like just right and get the get perfect that, catcher answer, or just a barrel. Mm-hmm. Bear with a wood bat, not a metal bat. Oh, I cannot hear metal bats anymore. <laughs> the difference. No more Demarini pings, huh? After three or four years in pro ball, like we'll have high school kids come into our facility or college kids, and they'll hit with their metal bat, and it's ear piercing. I can't believe I did that for that <laughs> long. It's ear piercing. Okay, fifth inning. Best smell at the ballpark? Mm, uh, I'm a big grass guy. Huge grass guy. Even though sometimes... It's so it- interesting that you said that and Corbs said that, and you have an all-turf field over at the Hawks. So I bet Corbs is, is the same reason. Honestly, when I'm out in the outfield, like before the game, and I smell that grass, it reminds me of high school football. Okay. And I was not a good high school football player <laughs> at all. Pardon me. But uh, high school football is just a great atmosphere. Friday nights, yeah. like, come on. It doesn't Friday get night lights. And I know, I know that's Corbs' reason. Probably that's a not, unique answer. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. I like yeah. it. Sixth inning, what's your walk-up song? Oh my gosh, it changes every time I go for four. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? No, 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 is that the superstition? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, I change it three or four times a year. Okay. Um, what are you rolling with now? I haven't decided yet this year. Oh, man. What I did, did you end some, last season with? Something Out Here by Hardy and Hicks Tape. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I'm up in New Hampshire or Portland, Oregon. If I'm 48 I, years old. None of what you just said made any sense <laughs> to me a, at all. It's a country song. Yeah, new, it's, it's, it's not too bad. sort of a newer country yeah, artist. Newer okay. country. Yeah, it's country. That you was know, my first guess. If I could walk up to Zach Bryan, if I could find like a song of his that I really could walk up to, they're all slow and sad. Though. Yeah. But he's my <laughs> a little favorite. something in the orange walking yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> that, wouldn't be, that would be extremely intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but honestly, towards the end of the season, when I start missing home a little bit, I just switch it to country and... And we get going a little because I just get excited, you know, to okay. come home. But uh, I Double did, A was in New Hampshire, New is Hampshire, that right? Yes. Probably I, not a lot of country walk-up songs? No. Okay. I, I rocked with a song for the first half of the year that I guarantee you've never heard called 16 by Baby Keem. I know 17 by Winger. Yeah, that's different. That's a different song. Mm-hmm, definitely. I've never heard of it. You should listen. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Seventh inning. Tell me about a game when you were the hero. This could be a oh, minor gosh. league game. This could be a college game. This could be a little league game. A game when you were the hero. I was the hero. And I know we're talking to a guy who got a walk-off at an SEC tournament game. Yeah, but... I remember that one. I mean, I was not the... We were down 12 nothing that game. I was mm-hmm. not the hero. I'm, the heroes are the guys that brought us back. Well, tell me one where you were the guy. One. <laughs> tell me one where you were the guy. Oh, man. Uh, I guess high school, summer ball, Lake Point. Uh, it was 0-0 the whole game. We were getting, like, no hit. And I hit a walk off grand slam to win four nothing. That's a good one. So the only reason I mean I would say that just because we didn't score the other like like you know, I, I don't I don't want to say I was a hero, but I guess I was a hero. Yeah, you were the hero. We'll yeah. call you the, yeah. hero. You're the hero. It's okay. <laughs> it's all right. Everyone else in the field did too. <laughs> okay. Eighth inning. Flip side of the coin. Tell me about a game when you were the goat. You were the one who messed it up. The goat. Yeah, not greatest of all time. Not greatest. Goat. Of all, the, the original term, goat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Screwed it up. When you screwed it up. This year. You lost a game. It was your fault. Double A. Okay. Um, this was funny because I was close to being the hero. Eleventh uh, inning versus the Reading Fighting Phils. Uh, top of the eleventh, I hit a two-run double, take the lead. Bottom of the eleventh, 
bases loaded. They had tied it up. Uh, pass ball. Oh, walk off pass ball. Five hole. Uh, one of these guys handcuffed jobs. Ah, yeah, I by see. a left-handed pitcher. It was. I see. It was really not fun. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard. Okay, last inning. A little bit sentimental of a question, okay. but I think this is right up your alley. If it weren't for the game of baseball, finish the question. Oh. Dot dot dot. Man, that's tough. Oh, if I did, if it weren't for the game of baseball, I would not understand uh, kind of work ethic, and I would just, man, I don't know. Baseball's been my whole life. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have nearly the amount of friends I have. I wouldn't have the relationships I have. I wouldn't have the experiences I have, obviously. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I would be a completely different person. That's what do you, what do you think you'd be doing if it wasn't for baseball? Like never introduced to the sure. game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I think growing up I wanted to be a lawyer because I'd like to talk. But there's <laughs> right. no telling, man. I mean, now I can't imagine not being in sports. Even after I'm playing, I, I, I can't imagine not being in sports. I'd probably be working for, for like with my dad or something. I, <laughs> yeah. I would have gone yeah. and been like a fraternity guy at Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, Phil, I've gotten to know you a little bit the last couple of weeks. You're doing some catching lessons for the kids in the Redbirds organization. You've done sensational work, whether the kids are nine or 16. So I appreciate that as a part of that group. And uh, I wish you the best of luck and all the success in the world with the Jays this season. Hey, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, Thanks, we'll be rooting awesome. for you. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you. The Clueless Joe podcast is brought to you by Pro9 Sports, committed to providing high-quality, precision baseball and softball products to help players perform their best on the field. A family-owned and operated business since 2001, offering a wide range of products including game and practice balls, protective gear, team and player bags, umpire equipment, and much more. Here at the Nashville location, we use private label DBAT baseballs and softballs produced by Pro9 in our pitching machines and lesson buckets. These balls are durable, long-lasting, and made with quality materials to replicate your game experience. Pro9 equipment is made to precise specifications and designed to provide a better way to play. To learn more, go to Pro9.com or visit your local DBAT. Okay, time once again for three up and three down. Three questions. The fellows don't know what's coming. They have to answer off the cuff. Question number one. We'll start with Ryan today. Oh. Yes. Which former teammate of yours at any level was the most fun to play with and why? Oh, man. Hit the way back machine. Just a lovely former teammate. And for whatever reason um, you deem necessary. Probably my favorite teammate and because we're best friends now. I mean, best, friend, best man at my wedding was a guy named Devin Feldman. Shout out, Devin. Mm-hmm. Um, rock. We play. <laughs> we played all the way, little league, travel ball, everything. He stopped when he got to high school, but he was a pitcher. I was a catcher. Aside from you being boys, what made him a good teammate? He was a pretty good pitcher. I will say he was fun to catch. I mean, especially in little league, from what I can remember, you know, with kids throwing it all over the place, he was pretty dynamite as far as like filling up the zone, and I think definitely made me like catching a whole lot more. I think he helped in that regard. Okay. Um, and, I mean, if we're talking high school, we had a Brown commit that threw like 93, 94 and had a couple no hitters and one perfect game and 
that was really fun to catch. I imagine. So I, that's kind of what I got. Zach? Um, I can't really name one player, but honestly, I'm going to say all four of my roommates that I lived with my freshman year through junior year. Uh, Ryan Garner. Ryan Garner? Ryan Garner. Darian Tubbs. Chris Carrier. I played nope. with a guy in college named Ryan Garner. It was That's the same funny. Guy. It's Garner, not yeah. with a D. No, I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's from oh, funny. He's, he's from Jackson. Yeah. Oh. Um, and Nolan Blackwood. <laughs> Sam's boy. <laughs> yeah, well. Shout out Swollen Nolan. Yep. Uh but no, I think that just all of us together, we had like the the guy that would able to diffuse situations mm-hmm. like and then we had guys that would push people and and kind of instigate some stuff sometimes and that was you no no it wasn't um but that was but, the guy that just watched all this no stuff well happen. that guy probably influenced <laughs> so darian uh was our starting center fielder our freshman year and got drafted to the dodgers uh, his junior year and he would he would instigate a lot of stuff but it was Mainly because, like, if someone wasn't on our team, wasn't showing the um, the effort, or if that intensity wasn't there, he was going to let you know about it. And like, it would sometimes came off maybe a little wrong, but I saw it as like you're not matching our level of intensity. You don't want to win as bad as we do. We we have a problem. That's kind of how I saw it. That's not how a lot of people took it because of their own stuff. But oh, oh, overall, Ryan, this is not the so I watch segment. Not, this is not this I watch. Not the I watch segment. Zach, I love no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna, no. I I'm get not, it. I'm just not going to answer. Anymore oh come because on, come on. No, I get it. I do get it. But no, I think my roommates. All, all of our guys. Yeah, we, I think. I mean, we got along so well, and those are probably my favorite guys. I will say, everybody though, like had their role sort of in the pretty group much. No, no one was our uh, our house mom. He he did all of our dishes. And, totally makes uh, sense. Yeah, he is. That makes I, a lot of sense. I, I feel like Nolan. I need to know about this Nolan guy. We'll, we'll, we'll get him we'll, we'll get, we'll get on to, send, get him to on. Tell, us, tell us a story about next him, and, him and Sam. Yeah, we'll get on together. It. We'll get on together. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Sam, favorite former teammate, and why is it Sean Murphy? <laughs> I, I do love Sean, but no, nah, he's not. Picking up steak dinners, that I, qualifies. Is he coming in here? I don't know. Okay. I uh, It's between three, so it's going to be hard to pick. I'm... I will have to, yeah, Finney's got to be number one just because he was like my first friend and we played together for like six Who's that now? Kyle Finnegan. Okay. Played together for like six years, but there was also like a point where we like, I guess because James Nail was drafted later, but he kind of like, you know, caught up to us in the system. Just name dropping all these major leaguers. Pretty cool, huh? And, uh, Must be nice. <laughs> well, I'm saying like we, so we, we, and then, oh yeah, the last one is a really good one. It's a uh, Jesus Lazardo. Oh yeah. But we like, we're, we were all together every day. We did everything together at the field. Like after the games, we were together. Before the games, we were together. At the field, we were together. Everything we did, it was like it's kind of it was kind of clicky, but that is what it is. Um, I also really like them, James and Jesus, because I knew that I was never going in in the third inning. I knew that they were going at least five or six. I knew that the bats wouldn't be hot. So James, <laughs> so James was a starter through the minors. 
Jesus was a starter. Finney was not a starter, correct? Finney was a starter our first okay. our first two years, and then he was more of like a closer. Okay. And I also knew that if he came in with a lead, I could go ahead and kick my feet up yeah. and yeah. go ahead and get ready to head to the clubhouse and eat. <laughs> <laughs> I, knew I, I knew I wasn't going in, in extras. So, yeah, so those are the reasons Just why three like, of your favorite teammates are yeah. in the years. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to name drop any major leaguers. That's fine. But I'm going to take it back to my minor league team, my 10U team, uh, Russell Park in Atlantic Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah. We were the Mets. And we went, I'm pretty sure we went 18 and 0 undefeated that season. You guys are nasty. We were good. Oh, we were dude. good. Uh, we had jackets made up and everything. But did you the, really? The mo- yes. Oh, yes. I'm pretty sure my <laughs> coach Batten still wears his to this day. That UCF national <laughs> but, championship, baby. <laughs> but the best part was after we won every game, we had two kids on our team, DeCosray Davis, who I grew up playing with. And I believe the other kid's name was Anthony Harris. And after, let's just say they were both very athletic kids. After every single game, when we're doing the high fives and the hugs and what have you, they would look at each other and then sprint from home plate to shortstop, and they would both do a round off and a back flip after each game. They're, they're 10 years old. And this is sort of like the this culmination. This is Ozzie Smith you're talking Basically, yeah. Okay. So they would do just in unison a round off, back flip. And just it, all the parents thought it was the coolest thing in the world. The team just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. That is it cool. was just it was just super fun. Cool. I love playing with those <laughs> it guys. It's crazy to see. It was something to look forward to. That. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah like that'd, be, that'd be round off. Yeah. They were that's ten. Cool. That'd be pretty. Cool. That'd and be pretty we were cool. awesome. Question number two. Flip side, as I like to do. Sam, we're going to start with you. Which oh. former teammate of yours was the least fun to play with, and why? Oh gosh. Oh man. <laughs> Name drop some major leaguers again. I don't want to. I'm sure you don't. This is a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> this, it is. It, it is t- because all of us have, have yes. one. Yes, um, we've all got them. God, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think, man. Go to somebody who was a hot. I had somebody. So I, somebody okay. who so clenched I, I, up honestly, in tough I'll, situations. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, it was probably. Ahead. I'm going to say myself, to be honest. Oh no! Yeah. Come on! No, seriously. No. If me versus I me. Disqualified. Yeah. Drop no. a name. So I had. I had a roommate, in in college and he was just there for the fall um he got into he got into some trouble before the first one for the first spring and we did not get along at all in in the house on the field whatever it wherever it was we just did not get along he was from long beach i was you know i was from orange county so we were both california guys and we just we played each other in juco and then we also went to georgetown together we ended up living together, and it we got into a lot of lot of scraps, a lot of now fights. Now he got into some trouble. Oh, wow. Was he? Yes, I, I, I don't want to disclose the information. Let's what, just say he was. Was let he go chopping his breakfast on a mirror, as Metallica would say? Um, I we can't. Let's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> okay. It was not good. Skip but, over. Yeah, it was not good. He got kicked out of the school. What does it rhyme with? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Stop! Um, and it just it. It was never good. He wasn't that good of a baseball player. He did a lot of eyewash things since we're on this this topic, and he was probably my least favorite too. Okay, to, right. to play with and li- and live with. So I will say this guy, like he he meant well, but just the stuff that he did was so it was just so annoying. That, and his locker was like right in the corner with mine, and I don't just we'd show up like five five thirty in the morning. For workouts, everyone's pissed off because it's miserable doing that. 
and he's just sitting there and it's just he's just and it's just when you're he's just breathing <laughs> super, just breathing super loud and like that just it's it, you, you like had, the guy that's smacking on chips yes like you, you had to be there he'd like some of the stuff that he would say like he did a presentation in one of our classes uh his freshman year before the season even started uh it was like like a goal that you've completed have set and like are in the process of and one of them one that was completed was uh that he presented to a class was earning the midweek starting spot and we hadn't even started the season yet <laughs> and we're just like <laughs> why would you do that and he told this one guy and who brags about being the midweek starter i mean as a freshman it's not it's not bad it's i good. guess it's pretty impressive you might brag about being the friday night guy but he also he told one of our freshmen like our freshman year another one of our freshmen that uh he was like man you and me this is like in the fall he's like man you and me oh gosh friday, friday saturday night we're gonna be the guys we're gonna get all the girls and we're just like <laughs> yes what <laughs> friday saturday yes. no playing so time, it's like no girls it, again it's it's not like i hated i didn't hate playing with him I, he was a great sounds really like you're just delusional but yeah it was just like just some of the guy. stuff at the we time all that, have that yeah. guy on the team yeah he meant he meant well for sure Mm-hmm. I got a lot, but I'm <laughs> sitting here hearing y'all talk about it. I got a lot, but kind of going off Ryan. I don't really want to bring up the reasons why I don't like him. But uh, one, one in particular, and I don't feel bad talking about this person because I don't even think he owns a phone or a computer Sweet. to even hear about <laughs> there this. There you go. Perfect. So, but his name's uh, Dakota Freeze um, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Nice. Um, yeah, he was the Shout guy. Shout out Cedar Rapids. Yeah, he was the guy that uh, we're big in Cedar Rapids. We got, we got, yeah, we got <laughs> huge we, following. We got, we got drafted <laughs> together, and uh, when we showed up to Arizona, he was the guy to tell you about how hard he threw and how many no hitters he threw in high school before he told you his name. And so you're cool. sitting there and you're like, that that's awesome, man. Gives you his but resume. But he also before. like something like something cra- like it was just he said the craziest things. And he was also a little crazy, but like he did, I forgot what it was. It was like a, like an altercation in a rookie league game. And we were just in the stands. We weren't even playing in the game. We were just watching it. And like somebody got mad and he was like, don't make me go out there. And we're like, what are you going to do Dakota? And he was like, he's like, I'm undefeated in MMA. And we're like, what? (laughs) We're like, you're not an MMA fighter. He's like, yeah, I do underground cage fighting. I'm like, oh yeah, in Cedar Rapids, there's a whole lot of underground cage fighting. That's hysterical. Yeah. I thought the first rule of Fight Club is that you don't no, talk yeah, about yeah, Fight Club. Right, right. right. no. Uh, this guy also got uh, Samoan, like the Samoan tattoos mm-hmm. going nice. down his chest mm-hmm. all the way down his mm-hmm. arm. Nice. And he is like... Was he just white as ever? Or like... White trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's from Iowa. Yeah. I'm guessing there's not a lot of Samoan blood. Yeah. He was 20 with Hulk Hogan's hair. So oh long, super dude, long on the sides. I side. hate this guy Nothing. already. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> and you know what's crazy is during that COVID year, he ended up on my indie ball team. Hadn't seen. He got released like right away. Yeah. He, he spent his entire signing bonus on like a car and soup the whole thing. It was crazy. And then when he got released, asked our farm director for money. Tough look. Yeah. Good. Asked him for money. Good. Very nice. And I Tough think look. that he actually gave it to him. I'm not 100 percent positive on that. <laughs> Can we get a confirmation on that next week? Yeah. Because I'd be curious to, yeah. <laughs> to hear. We'll have to look him up. I'm comfortable saying mine because we've been friends a long time. We're still friends to this day. We're still in contact to this day. Granted, it's a long time since we've hung out. But I grew up with a kid named Jay Bernard. And again, friends to this day, but in competition on baseball teams, we did not get along. 
he was just he was a hothead. He was a lefty. He was that first baseman where when he threw over to first base, he didn't just tag the runner. He would try to slap the runner with his glove as hard, hard tags, as he hard possibly tags, could. Yeah. He was one of those guys. <laughs> um, he was just a mouthy guy on the mound. He was a tough guy to be a teammate How, with. Where? What age was this? I played with him from probably ages 8 through 12, okay. something like that. And then um, our major league team... He was also always fighting with the coaches, and just, he was just one of those types of guys. Guy, why is he sound, taking Little League so why serious? Why does this guy sound like me? <laughs> <laughs> For real, honestly. He was just I was a hothead. <laughs> he, he was just born wound a little oh, tight. Oh, that's what I was so, thinking. <laughs> he had it out with the coaches in practice one day, and I mean, again, he's 12. I was going to say. Yeah, he, that's crazy. He, <laughs> that's he, he got yeah. kicked off the team. He marched off the field. He called us all a bunch of a holes, <laughs> and he did. And it wasn't the edited version. He was twelve. <laughs> he gets kicked off the team. Good riddance. Good player, but good riddance. He shows up on another team the next week. He gets a starting nod to pitch against us. Did he just mop you guys down? He did not mop <laughs> us. I hit a home run off him that hit the scoreboard and broke a light. And I remind him to it this day. He went on to get drafted. Uh, by the Blue Jays, he went as high as I believe Double A in the White Sox organization. I mean, he made some yeah, money. I mean, go. he's got yeah. his own baseball cards. Good for him. We're still in touch to this day. He lives out in Arizona. He seems to be doing really, really well. Jay, I love you, but I hated playing with you. I just hated. Have this you suck. Weird, I have this weird feeling yes. that there's a podcast somewhere in another state where one of my buddies is saying that same. Thing. Yeah, right. Like, same. Like, I think yeah. he made it to Triple A with the A's. But yeah, like, he got dude, dismissed what a, from the what team. What a horrible dude. Yeah. Yeah. There's no question. You've been an answer to a couple of. It's oh, in another universe. Oh, no question yeah. about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. All right, yeah. question number three. I got a long list. I'm not going to lie. What's the most Bush League thing that you ever did in a game on a baseball field? Ooh. I've got a beauty. Uh, I, Man, I don't even know if I want to admit. No, admit it. So. Come on. This is a safe space, Zachary. I really, I don't think I did anything too crazy. I did hit a home run my senior year of high school where I didn't leave the box until it was already bouncing in the road. Okay. And You're I, nasty. I, I took my batting gloves off and put them in my back pocket in the box. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I wash. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty bush league. I wash. I wash okay. bush league. I'm starting okay. to think your that biggest they, bush league. they correlate a little bit. A little Anyways. Bit. Well, that... It was just, it was more, that was, I was trying to show disrespect. Yeah. That's, that's more Bush League than I wash. Yeah. But Ryan. a pretty egregious. No, one. you go, no, Zach. No, no. I got, I Why? got, no, I got to hear whatever this is. Dude, no let's way. just sell yourself out. Why yeah, are you just, so, just all right, it. I'm going to go ahead and go. You We're said your worst say Zach was left. you. Yeah, yeah, just say Zach's got a good one. He's, he's feeling shame. So I'm going to go ahead and interject. I'll do mine. I mean, the guy said his worst teammate was him. So <laughs> it's me versus me. <laughs> District yeah. tournament, my senior year of high school, we're playing Ed White High School. Um, I was at Fletcher and there was a rain delay. We weren't playing well. It wasn't a good point in the season. I was sort of over baseball. It wouldn't have broken my heart if we lost this game and my high school career was over. But it was kind of like uh, the the World Series in 16 with the Cubs and the Indians where the, the rain delay is exactly what we needed. So we had an hour break in the game. We refocused. We come back. Long story short, I am on third base. I represent the winning run in the bottom of the eighth or ninth. I know it was extras for high school ball. 
And my boy Harrison Sweeney, he was only a sophomore, another guy I'm still in touch Great with. Great last name, by the Harrison way. Harrison Sweeney. I love that last name. Hot mom, too. Anyway. Hey! Um, left PG. Yes. Trust me, Mrs. Sweeney knew it, and Mrs. Sweeney now. loved uh-uh. it. I, um, love, I like Mrs. Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. Good for Mrs. Sweeney. <laughs> yeah. So Harrison just hits a routine, you know, clean, soft single over the shortstop, and I tried in to score the winning run to advanced in the district tournament. And as I come trotting in, I don't touch home plate with my foot. I stop, I drop down, and I kissed home plate with my lips that's, to that's, win the ball game. I would, that's bad. That's I would give that's John. I would. It's pay, on video. I would pay, I would pay money. It's to on go, video to go back in time and not hear that story. It's on video. <laughs> it is on our high school highlight video that was made. And is are you still ser- in you VCR seriously form. did that? We yeah, need I did. this video. You I did. did that. I did that. What if you got ta- what if you got tagged before you made the Why French? did you do that? Was it like a 10 second Frencher? I don't know. Let's, yeah, did you tell me? It's not something <laughs> I had done tug? before. Did done you imagine sense it was Mrs. Sweeney? I don't I don't I don't know. <laughs> what? Like, this was it was for not, you. It was not aimed at Mrs. Sweeney. That's not correct. Wow. I, I, it's, hey, this that's the segment. It's would, the most this, Bush I, League thing I've I, ever done is, in a baseball field. I, I'm, I was I was about to go back and change mine <laughs> yeah. because I was like, I, I like dropped one. down burpee <laughs> style and kissed home plate. How long did you kiss it for, though? These are the things we it need to know. It was a smooch. I mean, there's no tongue one. or anything. Can we get this video? Is that possible? Did you there, open? There oh, may, we can get it. We there, can get it. We if can you get can it. locate a VCR, yeah, there may be a copy of it. Did you it. open mouth kiss the plate? I did not. Okay. Dang. No. Was it dirty? It was just a smooth. It was, <laughs> it was what's, the, the, what's the race where you kiss the bricks? That the is the Indy 500. 500. My wow. namesake. Or the Brickyard 500. Interesting. All right. I just, don't know how to follow that hey, up. I said it was bad. You should have been last. I said uh, it was I bad. Just, I just want to go back real quick. There was a time in high school where the catcher was giving one sign. And I was on second, and when I was leading off, I was just straight up putting the sign down. Oh yeah, to what it was. I was oh yeah, like this. Just yeah, this. Just, yeah, yeah. Eh, I don't think that's Bush League. Um, well, K got hit in the head because of it. This is <laughs> <laughs> this is in the Connie Mac World Series. Ooh, good time. I was yeah. supposed to go to good that. Good time. Really good time. Yeah, that was a fun tournament. Yeah, shout out Connie um, Mac. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. How's funny. he doing, by the way? I think he's dead. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's not too soon. <laughs> it's actually funny. We were playing a D-Bat team. The Mustangs? Um, no, we were playing the D-Bat. Maybe they were the United at the time, like D-Bat United or... Oh, I don't know. D-Bat Elite, maybe? Elite, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, they were the worst. Uh, they were... I mean, they were really good. They were a great team, but just sucked as people. Mm-hmm. Um and there was a guy that came home on a bang bang play, and I like put my knee down, trying to break something. Yeah, like okay, okay. that makes me feel a lot better. About try what like trying trying that. to break something. He this yeah. they were the worst, and then we got into a scrap like after after the game. Where were they from? Fives. Do you remember Texas? I figured, yeah, Texas team. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't proud of that moment. I kind of prided myself on not being a very bush league player and just kind of doing my own thing but i, I let sometimes you just can't control i let dude i let mm-hmm. it boil over and i victim of the I moment could, can only push yeah. if i could so like far. if i could reenact it it was so mean and he was safe yeah cool. so i mean he was pretty clearly safe too that's awesome that's awesome Good it felt you. thanks it felt <laughs> say that's awesome that's awesome but Long zach out with it so mine's kind of similar uh but it wasn't really directed at anyone specifically. It was my emotions taken over, but I may or may not have 
intentionally stepped on first baseman's ankles. Oh, uh, you pulled line. a Machado? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. It, it's not even Now anything. you said ankles plural. You've done this more than once. <laughs> I'd say, I don't think I did Dude, it. Dude, you I, suck. Yeah, you I don't think suck. I did it in college. Yeah, man. Take a hike. <laughs> you should feel I didn't way do it in worse college, than mine. But the first baseman in Ryan is not happy right man. now. High school travel ball, I would say maybe two or three times. Dude, you were a POS. Yeah. You're a menace. That's not good. And that's the worst thing is I was out every single time and I still tripped and Just. fell over and it made me feel even worse. Now, mine was and peacocky. Yours is assault. That's assault, brother. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's Dang, Zach. Yeah, I, I told you. I played with a guy, though, a shortstop, really good player. Uh, I played at Georgia. He Name? Went, no. <laughs> he, he did this every, every Barry Larkin. I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. He did this every time. This uh-huh. was not a once to two time thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was a pickoff at second when he crashed to the bag, he mm-hmm. would step oh, yeah. on your hand that was on the bag with his metal spikes. Okay, to get you to wow. come off of it. That's see, that's bad. No, that's not as bad worse. as intentionally yeah, stepping on somebody. Oh, oh, yeah, too. Zach, you can get over. Dude, worse. you can you can get over a broken up. finger. You can't get over that broken ankle. Torn Achilles. Yeah, okay. dude. It wasn't that bad. Okay, yeah. so, and this is when they were like normally on the bag, or were they like standing so on went, top of was, the bag? No, this was bang bang play. So you no, just I'm went saying, out of your way to crush an ankle, right? So like, if they were on no, the tip of the to, bag, I where tried to clip it, where they're supposed to be. Tried to clip it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried yeah. to just snip and then that you would, yeah. would you like you would topple over, and they would just look at oh, you yeah. like what an idiot. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. Did anyone ever try to? hit you in the mouth no no again i never caught anybody clean got That's it thing. i see oh, okay. i see what you're saying it wasn't stepping on them you were trying to kick them kind of yeah okay yeah i wasn't no. got it don't, don't, i wasn't trying to land on it wasn't their like spicy no, okay. my bad if on your thing, way back if you're to trying to bust some ankles man own it you ain't gotta no i feel like this you ought to be like i was trying to just i feel like i didn't know how to step on first base and then this is just his excuse to falling over I got, when he stepped on first I got base. angry Zach running down the line and going out of his way to actually no. make did a you play? Crushing. Did you play hot? Like, were you a hothead yeah. on the field? You were? Uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like you got really pissed off at yourself. Like, would you slam yeah. the bat if you struck out? Um, Throw I feel like, like maybe a couple times like on the field, I would slam it back into the, into the rack, and then my helmet would obviously would take a beating. Ryan, I think you're doing some ginger stereotyping here. I don't know if that's fair. No, never. But yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, Better or worse than going spike us spikes up into second base to break up a double play. No, that's a thing. That's not really bush league. Yeah, yours is worse. It's depending. What it's that's what I'm saying. My, oh, I'm not, I'm not saying league. mine is bad, but yeah, again, I wasn't trying to. I wasn't like lunging at their ankles. I was just. Trying to just give him a little, little, little yeah. love tap. Yeah. Okay. But still, I don't feel good about Let it. Let him know you're there. No, yeah, I get it. The little metal spike love tap. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you could have gotten a lot more dangerous with it for sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't mal- it. it wasn't like super malicious. It was I just, see. I feel like we should skip this week's Zach attack as penalty for that. But, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I guess we're. John, I, I guess can't we're contract- believe you kissed home plate for the winning run. Moving on. <laughs> we're contractually obligated. Crazy. Zach attack. What do you have for us this week? Um, I'm going to go with. I was thinking about this this morning. We were talking about travel teams and stuff, but I'm going to go with Daddy Bowl. I'm probably a victim of it. Not a victim, a, benefi- a beneficiary of it. Drew Dad coach you? He was never the head coach on our travel teams, but he usually worked with outfielders. But I really think I was, not to toot my own horn, but I was 
the shortstop and that's and what, so this so so what i'm saying is if you were good enough to be on the team then i don't classify it as daddy ball but if you're not good and but, you're still in the lineup but you have those teams where that kid's dad is his son is playing 100%. shortstop and batting third when he should not be yes i agree 100 okay. percent and but that just, I'm saying from your case, you were probably good enough to yes, play those. Positions. We had really good teams and there were, and then once we got a little bit older, I did, I moved to third, played third mostly. And I caught a lot and that's where I was better. That's where I was best at. And that's where we played. We played the best players where they played their best at. And that's where I like, I just lose that disconnect when I, when I hear all these stories and uh, of all these daddy ball teams is like, Again, I'm not speaking because I don't have a kid yet, so I don't I don't know if that mindset changes at all. But um, oh, well, I'll find out soon. And John, I... don't worry. This is not this is I not. I was dire- wondering. This is not directed at you. I was trust wondering. Me. It's not directed at you, but I've heard these stories over and over. And I'm just thinking, like, if I'm coaching a team, why would I not? And even if my kid is on the team, why would I not play the best players? And why would I? I just, I just don't. That that just disconnects with me. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Even if your kid, your kid doesn't have to be the best on the team, but like play him at the position that he deserves he to, to be played third. at. You know, yeah, he doesn't have to bat third, and he doesn't have to be the shortstop catcher, starting pitcher. If he plays in the outfield, then play that's, him in the yeah, outfield. If he plays second base, play him at second base, but, and bat him seventh or eighth. That's just and that's, that's a, the way it should be. That's life lessons. That's the thing. Just talking with a bunch of parents, even here, um, and travel ball gets brought up again. Not nothing to do with with John and the Redbirds, but and just Sam. with other people and Sam, yeah. <laughs> Sam's kids on it too. But yeah, a lot of it is like, I mean, th- that is like one of the sole reasons you hear people leaving travel ball teams is, Oh, it's daddy ball. It's daddy ball. It's they, yeah. they, they play their favorites. Yeah. And, I, and then I'm just thinking like, okay, maybe that's true. Maybe your son's just not good enough, but if it is true and you're a coach, I mean, come on. Like, it's, I get it's, it. It's it's eleven U baseball. Like every team I played on with a kid that had his dad was the coach. That kid absolutely was a monster. Yeah, like Delano DeShields was my coach one summer, and obviously like oh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. 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 Delano, Delano <laughs> yeah. was right. yeah, Delano was our sick. leadoff hitter and played center. And sure, yeah. yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. No, like that's what I'm saying. If it's warranted, for sure. And yeah. I know there's a lot of parents out there who are like who can't see. The, their own kids ability to play yeah and that's where also you have to be a little realistic and you, not every kid's good enough to play shortstop and bat third now i'm the only one in this room that has experience on the other side of this coin you know i've i've been the only head coach that my boys ever had going back to t-ball and for the most part has he hit at the top of the lineup yes has it been warranted yes he's a good hitter but as he's gotten a little bit older like this past spring both you guys helped coach the team Conrad was not playing shortstop. He was playing second base because he was pretty good there. And we had other kids who were better at shortstop. And I recognize that. And now we're moving into travel ball for the first time this spring. And the level of just his teammates is absolutely going up a notch. And, and I have said very clearly up front where, you know, if, if he is worthy of hitting in the two hole, we'll put him in the two hole. But if all the evidence suggests he needs to be hitting seventh or eighth, I think I'm confident that he will put him seventh or eighth, and that'll be fine. If he ends up needing to play left field, then he'll play left field. I think I have learned enough through this experience 
and been around a lot of the very negative daddy ball you're talking about yep. to know that I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to fill out that lineup card and have those evil looks from the parents in the stands. Yeah. So that's no, for I'm not, Sam now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's one of the reasons why he's my proxy now. I was going to say, that's why you stepped <laughs> no. out and put him in the hot seat. But no. where, where do you, what do you stand on daddy ball? Are you going to be that guy? Am I going to coach not my a daddy. kid's team? He's not I, a daddy. Oh, I'm a daddy. <laughs> oh, God. Am I going to coach my kid's team? Absolutely not. Okay. Zero percent chance. Yeah. I, and again, I don't know if it's going to change. What about you, Jackson? I, I, I don't want to coach my son. And that's my thought process right now. I said this to John, and John said that your mindset's going to change for sure when you see the dad that has no idea yeah. what he's yeah. doing out there. I, wanna, I really do want to be the dad that sits in the stands with a beer in his hydro flask and just chill. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I'll probably end up coaching him, yes. Yeah. When you get to that first T-ball practice and the head right, coach right. is three spins, he's got jeans and flip-flops on, you might change your mind. Yeah, we'll see. My my dad didn't coach me, and I am so appreciative of that. Oh, yeah. Now, my dad didn't coach me because he didn't know anything about baseball. He, he my didn't, dad coached he didn't play me for a while. He didn't grow up in baseball. I don't think my dad. He my dad was my baseball in high school. Of course he was. My dad didn't even try to fake it. Of course he was. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, crying. What are we crying about this week, Ryan? So it's it's more tears out of frustration mm -hmm. because I've been seeing it more and more. Mm -hmm. I hate, and it's eyewash too, which is great. I mean, it really is. <laughs> so Segments really coming together. I hate when kids, high school kids, post on Twitter or whatever, blessed to receive an <laughs> offer oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> from... Dude, yeah. where whatever oh, school, Ohio Wesleyan, and then they make Dude. these crazy edited videos Dude. where it's like yeah. them in their Dude. high school uniform, but then it's like Memphis. <laughs> <and, this>. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's so lame. And it turns out to be a camp invite, whatever yes. it is. Dude, yeah, it boils my blood. Especially these past these past <laughs> couple days, I've seen it more and more, and just blessed to receive an offer from. University of Georgia or whatever you and know going to a camp. dude I it I hate it I I've got one that's even so, worse I hear so you much I hear you new school old school we're on the same page I got one that's even worse than that and this will pop up on Instagram a lot Twitter as well you'll pull up a kid's profile and it'll read as yes what his exit below yes. is what what his pitch speed is uh Fastball what, posi oh, what, yeah, what positions he I plays at, yeah. but here's what's so much worse It'll say class of twenty eight uncommitted. Uncommitted. <laughs> we you're know. not uncommitted. Yeah, we kid. Know. You're thirteen. We know. You're not uncommitted. Oh, we know. You're thirteen years old. It's just that drives oh, me insane gosh. when I see that on social media. I watch uncommitted, and you've been playing on ninety Dude. foot bases for an hour and a half. Dude, I fall. You know what's here? Miserable. I a kid I worked out with is the number one quarterback in the country, as well as like the number like three baseball player in the country mm -hmm. back in Atlanta. We follow each other on Twitter. Imagine how many times I've seen that oh from his baseball gosh, offers dude. and his football. Why offers. is it a thing? I don't understand why it's a it's thing. Nobody cares yeah. if you got offered from Kentucky. I just no, no. I posted a nobody it's, cares. No, it's, to get, it's to get likes and maybe a girl DMs you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like that's all it is. I wash. Yeah. I wash. Yeah. 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 yeah, I wash. Maybe it's because I didn't get that many offers and I'm and I'm mad about it. But I hate it. I, I really posted do. when I committed, but yeah. that was it. I've I've posted that's twice. Fine. I know twice about know. that. Both times when I committed. That's great. That's Post yeah. when you commit. I don't care if you got an offer from. My, yeah, but my favorite my favorite is when they're I guess like, I only got one offer. They're too. like blessed to receive an Dude. offer from Illinois Tech of the Culinary right, right. Arts. <laughs> I want like, I want to thank I want to thank my Lord and Savior for uh, this offer. Like dude, just you know come on. You know what's awesome? I made a rivals basketball profile for myself and put like Lacordon Blue <laughs> in DeVry, in DeVry <laughs> University as, Gorman. As, as my as my offers. Phoenix <laughs> yeah, University. I put, I put visited and offered on it because you can do that yourself. That's awesome. That's great. That's what I got. Oh, yeah. Plus that's a to good one, to man. Bishop Gorman. I hear you. Bishop. <laughs> oh, Bishop Gorman? Okay. Yeah. We're going to prep at the University of Phoenix first? Okay. What, IMG Academy? Yeah. They're it's taking nasty. my talents to IMG for my 13th year. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I've got a red shirt high school year. Going to the 13th grade. <laughs> All right. Well done, boys. That will do it for the Clueless Joe podcast powered by Rawlings. Thank you to Zach Schreitenthal. Yo. Ryan Gaynor. Love you guys. And Sam Bragg. Go dogs. A very special thank you to Phil Clark. Thank you to our sponsors, Tanner Tees and Pro9 Sports. Thank you to our music man, Philip Kramer. And thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on social media across all platforms at DBAT Nashville.